let's go to work. As barbers, we cut hair and fade all day. This podcast goes beyond the barber's chair and is about the rest of our story. Positioning ourselves for success, avoiding costly mistakes, and continuing to grow and thrive as barbers for years to come. Join us as we look at the whole world of barbering and go beyond the barber's chair. My guest this week is Elena Park. Elena is an independent insurance agent with Goosehead Insurance here in Atlanta, Georgia. She has helped a wide variety of business owners, entrepreneurs, both individuals and larger companies to be able to protect their income, protect their assets, protect their businesses, and protect their stuff just in general. She also has a way of being able to explain what insurance is and also what it's not in a way that you and I can understand. In this episode, we talk about what an insurance agent does and why it's important to have an actual agent as opposed to just filling out an online form. We talk about what kind of protections that mobile barbers need, especially since we're on the road all the time and in other people's homes, other places. She also broke down the state minimum insurance better than I've ever seen anyone ever break it down. I was actually surprised to see how little it does to protect us. So let's go to the interview and see what life is like beyond the barber's chair. I don't really get a chance to talk to an insurance agent very often. You know, it's one of those ideas, things that we don't really know very much about, which is kind of interesting because you would think with all the advertising out there and that says, here's an insurance person and it's going to protect you. You don't know much about it. So, uh, you know, really excited. You know, thank you for your time. I appreciate this. It's going to be pretty fun. I'm really looking forward to this here, Elena. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. And I completely agree. I think it's important for everyone to know what their insurance policies do for them in terms of protecting their assets, especially for uh, business owners, uh, business owners and barbers, cosmetologists. Absolutely. Do you find that happens a lot where you know, people just, they have insurance, they don't know what it is they've got? Oh, absolutely. I'd say every day, maybe 90, 90% of my clients, they're not all young, right? You know, they're not uh, first time drivers. They're not 16 years old or something. I would even say myself before I got into this industry, pretty much just shopped probably for the lowest rate or just went with what my parents already had. But I, I can't say I actually sat down and had a conversation with my agent. And I think building that relationship is an advantage. And it's something that everyone can do. They can call their insurance agent right now. And I'm sure they'd be very excited to talk to you about it. Oh, wow. So now, yeah. now as an agent, what do you do as an agent? What, what, is, what does that entail? Right. So as an agent, what I do, so I primarily focus on property and casualty. I'm also life and health licensed in the state of Georgia, but I really do like the property and casualty space. So that means homes, autos, RV, boats, anything that you own, right? And I also do a little bit of small commercial as well through Goosehead. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, Goosehead, I'm, I'm not familiar with Goosehead. As, uh, you know, I've heard like the really big companies out there. I haven't heard of Goosehead. How do y'all, wh where do y'all fit in the, in the insurance space? Right. So you probably haven't heard of us because we do not do any advertising in terms of our marketing we're not building stadiums we're not you know doing any of that and if and, and if you see that it's usually going to be your local agent basically getting involved in their community mm -hmm. so goosehead insurance is a independent agency and brokerage so basically that means all goosehead agents can shop multiple carriers 
right? So for example, a state farm agent can only sell you state farm products. What's another one? American family agent can only sell American family and that's called a captive agent. But we are independent agents. So that means we can shop about 70% of the market. Some of those names would be nationwide, all state, just went independent, progressive, and then some smaller names that you might not know, like InsurTech, ClearCover, Branch, TipTap, some more boutique insurance companies like Berkshire Hathaway Guard. But another thing that sets Goosehead apart is that we also focus on the real estate industry. So I basically work day to day to try to help first time or new homeowners close on their home because every loan, home home loan needs insurance. So that's kind of where I come in is I kind of work with the real estate team to make sure we have the best coverage at the least cost. But at the same time, a lot of these homeowners also own cars or boats or small businesses. And so that's kind of where I come in as well to make sure that most of their property and assets are covered by their insurance policy. Okay. So by by being an independent agent, you're not tied to one product. You can actually shop around and find a good combination or find the best option for somebody. Exactly. Okay. Usually it starts by talking to the person and listening, right? So it usually starts with a discovery call. That's where I get a lot of the personal information. Uh, Our system also brings up a lot of that as well. So it might be confirming kind of name, date of birth, driver's license, uh, home address, that kind of a thing. But then that's also when I get to have a conversation with the client just to get to know them a little bit better in terms of their family goals, why they like that particular home or car, and what kind of work do they do? What career are they in? Or if they own a business and what kind of business that might be. And as I do that, I get to learn more about them, uh, the client and their family. And I also get to identify some of the risks that might be important that might need extra attention while I'm looking for the best policy for them. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, uh, let me ask you this, because a a long time ago, I was insured by one of the larger companies. I had had an accident. Someone actually rear-ended me, decided to put their uh, car underneath my truck during an ice storm, which is kind of weird. Oh, no. I hate when that happens. Uh, and, you know, the police officer wasn't going to, you know, cite anybody because of weather or anything you know, like that. It, it, right. it, the guy's car is underneath my truck. It's pretty obvious what happened. Right. You know? But I, I remember my, my agent telling me when I had first signed on, you know, listen, you've got an agent. You're not dealing with someone online. So if something happens, call me before you start calling for claims because, uh, you know, let, let's make sure that this is actually something you want to do to claim for as opposed to just something you want to handle on your own. Is that pretty common among agents, period? or? Absolutely. So you had a really good agent. And I think that is one of the benefits of having an agent is as soon as you call the carrier or you call the claims line, whether or not you actually decide to go through with the claim, it shows up on your record, right? As soon as you talk to them, it says that you made a claim. Now, when you talk to your insurance agent or an insurance counselor or something like that, you basically get to review your options, right? In your case, it sounds like there was a lot of damage, but let's say it was a little fender bender. You're not even sure how much damage was done to the car. Sometimes they might recommend that you uh, have it looked over first and get an estimate of the damage before deciding whether or not you file a claim. Because if it's under your deductible or if it's some cosmetic damage that you feel like you can live with, 
That way, you know what your options are and you can make a decision. So I think what your agent, the, the advice your agent gave you was correct. We advise here at Goosehead, we advise our clients call us directly because like I said, there's there are many different companies. So you might have all your policies with Goosehead, but they're with five different companies, right? So we say, uh, you know, please give us a call. Let us know what's going on. And that way we can also help guide you through the process. So it's as painless as possible. Call your agent first. Yeah, those claims processes are not fun. Not fun it's, at all. It's, it's really easy to get to get messed up. I remember uh, you know, hearing stories, you know, horror stories of like if there was an accident where the other agent would call, oh, I hope everything is okay. Right. So that's another thing. Uh, and when you call your agent, that's when you want to discuss, are you going to follow the claim through your company or in the case, the other car, in terms of your case where the car was underneath your car, the other driver was at fault, right? So do you call their company and try to negotiate with them? These are some of the questions and answers that you want to um, you know, get from your insurance agent for sure, because there, there could be some strategy there. Okay. It's always great to have someone who does it day to day, deals with it on a day to day basis, as opposed to exactly. someone who sees it you know, once or a few months or something like that. Exactly. That's fantastic. So, for example, like a barber, you want to you know, go to someone who cuts men's hair day in and day out, right? You want to go to someone who, who has that experience and that expertise. Maybe not your bestie or your best friend or your neighbor, right? right? So, yeah, definitely, I'd say talk to talk to an expert. A guy named Martin. Yeah, so his car actually got broken into. Uh, it was one of those things. And, you know, people break into cars and they take stuff out of there. And his tools were in there. He's a mobile barber. He'll go and he'll cut people's hair at their homes. And so he, he wound up getting his tools taken on some other things there. Um, now, he, he does a lot of uh, scissors work. He works with a lot of shears and, shears and scissors. So he had his clippers in there with him. And he had his shears with him. He had you know, other things, he combs and other things that are along with him, his towels and other equipment that he would carry, carry with him there. About $5,000 worth of just of, of scissors and clippers. Then uh, they had the, so maybe around six dollars $7,000 worth of equipment lost. All that's gone from his car. So then he's also, if, if you take that just from there, he, now he has a car that's got a busted out window. You know, he's got to get that fixed. He's lost right. tools. So he's not able to make a living or anything like that. And uh, he's he's not exactly, you know, he doesn't have like six or 7,000 just kind of hanging around where he can go and buy equipment or anything like that. Right. And he, uh, So now he's got to scrape enough money so he can get some, at least something to work with. You know, so he can at least start making some money again and, uh, you know, get it going for a, something to replace it all. So uh, you know, he's, he's out of work. He's out of money. In in hindsight, now obviously the if he hadn't had if he doesn't have insurance and to take care of all that stuff like there, there's nothing. I don't care how good the insurance company is, they're not going to be able to take care of that in retroactive. Oh, all this stuff happened, so you know that obviously that you know that, there's a whole lot of things there. What what kind of protection? What 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 should he do with an insurance company? I guess before that, you try to protect him from that example, like like a barber who's mobile and they know. That they carry their tools with and things like that. What should they have in mind as far as their coverages? Right. So I hope this doesn't get uh, too complicated. So uh, yeah, I would definitely, it? if I were Martin's agent, right, and I knew Martin from when he was 16, I helped him, you know, uh, put him on his parents' policy. And, you know, I've been keeping in touch with the family. And then I know he decided he wanted to go to trade school and he was going to become a barber, right? And Martin yeah. calls me and says, I want to be a barber. I'm so excited. And I said, yes, I'm very excited for you as well. 
I would ask, and he says he's going to be a mobile barber, like he said. The first question I'd ask him is, oh, okay, so are you running a business out of the van or car itself? Or are you going to be working at different um, barbershops across the city? Because those would be two separate um, policies. So uh, this young man, Martin, where, where, how does that look like? Is he working out of a van or some sort? Or, or do you mean he's driving with his tools often? In his case, uh, he's driving with his tools. Uh, there are some guys who are conveying vans and you know outfitting trailers to do it. But in his case, uh, he he's just driving to people's houses and kind of getting their hair there. Gotcha. Okay. Because the van would be a, a different kind of policy, auto policy. That would be a, a business auto policy. But in Martin's case, if you know he's working for someone else. And he's just transporting his tools. In that case, I'd say his auto insurance should cover it. So when we get into auto insurance, there are three parts. There are multiple parts, but three major parts I think every barber should know. The first is going to be liability. And anytime you hear the word liability, think legal. Someone or somebody is suing you. <laughs> okay. And the second is comprehensive coverage. And that is going to be where uh, the situation comes into play, right? Your theft, your vandalism. And then the third part is going to be collision. So with liability, that is the only thing that is required by the state, right? Uh, the state requires you to have liability insurance to cover the other vehicle in case you get into an accident and you are at fault. That is not what happened here with Martin. So hopefully he also had the optional coverage, right? The optional coverage, which is comprehensive coverage. And that is, again, theft, vandalism, weather. So that is um, uh, hail, wind, if a tree falls on your car, that kind of a thing glass, and then collision coverage. Those usually go hand in hand. And collision is anytime you hit something. So like in the earlier scenario, if you get into a car accident with someone else and you're at fault or a single car accident, you back into a wall or the roads are slippery and you turn into a median, that kind of a thing. Now there are three numbers. Like if you were to take out your insurance card right now, you would see three little numbers. And if you had state minimum, it would say 25, 50, 25. And those numbers count for the first two numbers are for the liability insurance, right? The state of Georgia requires you have $25,000 of liability per person. So the other vehicle per person up to 50,000 per vehicle, all the people in the vehicle up to $50,000 worth of coverage. And then $25,000 in property damage, okay? So that is for the car, anything inside the car, that kind of a thing. Now, repeat that sure. back to you, see if I got that right. Yeah, sure, so, sure, sure. So, the, so the state, the state minimum for liability, mm -hmm. uh, it's just liability insurance. Uh, twenty-five, fifty, fifty. If, I, if I'm get, if I'm getting this wrong, let me know, okay? Mm -hmm. So twenty-five is for uh, you, you've hit somebody else, and mm -hmm. it's twenty-five thousand dollars for. Bodily injury. Thank you. Thank they get you. hurt. So. Yeah, bodily injury. They get hurt. They need to go to the hospital or basically uh, they have a claim against you, right? In terms of... That's it? That is it. And it is. it does not go very far. Oh so it's 25 God. per person up to 50,000 per accident. So that's 25,000 and two people. Mm -hmm. If you have a family 50. of four in there, then yeah, that has to be spread even thinner. 
Oh my gosh. So like a family of four, you're taking that $50,000, you're splitting it between four people? Correct. Wow. And the cap per person is 25000 Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Right. So, but that's liability, right? Yeah. So that's if they, if, you know, they get hurt and they go to the hospital and the okay. average ICU bills are, or emergency bills are tens of thousands of dollars. So oh anything God. above that twenty five thousand or fifty thousand, it's on you, the individual. So oh. that, yeah. So if I've just got state coverage and I hit someone's car, let's just you know, so I hit that car. There's two people. They're injured. They go to the hospital. They get twenty five, fifty thousand dollars. Well, it's be more than that. But as far as their bills go, I mean, their their bills are over fifty thousand dollars. Whatever the insurance doesn't pay, I'm paying. Absolutely. So let's say the driver has $35,000 worth of injuries, hospital bills, right? Mm -hmm. And the passenger has another $35,000 worth of hospital bills. Uh So in the first, in the first driver, regardless of the, the, the 50,000, you're having to pay 50, uh, 15, one, five, 15,000 for the first person because the cutoff was 25. Okay. Gotcha. So anything above that, you have to pay fifteen thousand. Now for the second individual, the thirty-five, right? Mm-hmm. They've already paid, you know, twenty-five. They will pay twenty-five up for uh, up to the second person as well. But then mm-hmm. anything above that, because you've already hit that fifty max, is on you. So in total, not uh, the insurance company would pay fifty thousand, but you'd be liable for thirty thousand dollars worth of bodily injury damage. Mm-hmm payable either to the um, other party's insurance company or to the other party. So they're going to, they're going to pay the, I mean, they, they're going to write that check for that, but the rest is going to be on you and you're going to be. Correct. Oh my gosh. Right. Which so, is why yeah. liability coverage. So you have to think about what your assets are, right? That's how I uh, instruct my clients to think about it. So how much is your home? Right. How much is your car? If your home's $150,000, your car is $35,000, $50,000. That means you have $200,000 worth of assets, just home and auto. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you have to think about any retirement funds or any savings and future earnings, right? In case they decide to garnish your wages. Oh so God. you have to think about all of those assets. And that is what your liability coverage, that's what the number should be. And they're, they'd come after all that stuff, too. Absolutely. All right, so let me take it back to Martin's car. Yeah, sorry. So Martin's car got, car. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's probably the best breakdown I've ever heard of, of state liability insurance ever. I've never right. heard of like that. So, and so that's yeah. just liability. The state also requires you have 25000 in property damage, right? Okay. So you mentioned that Lexus. Uh-huh. $25,000 will not cover a Lexus. Right. It will not cover Alexis. I want to say now the statistics state that, you know, your average four-door sedan coming off the line is going to cost you $35,000. So let's say, um, you know, knock on wood, God forbid, but let's say someone drives their brand new four-door sedan off the lot and you happen to T-bone them and you total that. That means without no ifs, ands, and buts, you owe Fifteen or ten thousand dollars to replace that car because state minimum only has a twenty-five. Wow! Now that is bad enough. It, here in Atlanta, and I'm going to say most cities, pileups are an issue on the highway. I live in Midtown, 
I can look outside my window uh, for 15 minutes and not see a car under Mm -hmm. $50,000. Right. Uh, We love our cars here in Atlanta and in Georgia. (laughs) Let's say you're on the highway and you get into a multi-car accident, right? You sneeze, you change the radio, you, you know, wipe your glasses, you know, uh, someone texts you and you get distracted, bam, multi-car accident, or you hit the guy in front of you and that causes him to hit the person in front of him. Three or four cars and, you know, you have a, you have a Mercedes, you have a BMW and you have a, a, a Land Rover, right? Mm-hmm. That $25,000 in property damage is not going to cover those three vehicles. Right. So basically what happens is the insurance companies will split up what they can and then the rest is on you. You're liable for that. You're liable for that BMW. Oh my gosh. You're buying, you're buying someone's cars. Correct. Correct. Oh my gosh. Or the replacement car parts. And sometimes those are more expensive. Right. (laughs) Than the cars themselves. Yeah. What's the third number in in the state? So that was the third number. So the first number was liability per person. The second number is liability per incident, right? So Mm -hmm. everyone in the other car. And then the third number is property damage. So if you get into an accident, you are at fault. How much property coverage you have for the other vehicle vehicles? Or like I said, if you, if you were to drive into a median, right? And that's state property and the state were to sue you, or you accidentally drive into a storefront, Right. And then you damage the storefront and, and your car insurance has to pay that out. That also comes out of the property coverage. And again, 25000 isn't going to get you too far to repair those things. Why would anybody just get state minimum? Because they only look at the premium at the end of the day. But here, here at Goosehead, so my agency, we don't, we won't even write state minimum. Because mm-hmm. not only do we think that's a disservice to our clients, it's a huge liability for us, right? We we do not think in any situation is that going to be enough coverage for you. Yeah. So we actually start at 50000 100000 50000 Wow. <laughs> yeah, and you can go up to half a million. And so if I were to take that example, take it back mm-hmm. to Martin's situation, and he just has state minimum, he's out of luck. He's got nothing. Right. So if he only has state minimum, he doesn't have any comprehensive coverage and he doesn't have any collision coverage. He is out, unfortunately, that $6,000. Oh, my God. Right. But yeah. if he were if he were to have been able to have a crystal ball and say, this is going to happen. Right. right. And I might hit a car along the way. Let's just say he had that crystal ball. What would he have wanted to do insurance wise to protect the car and to protect himself? Well, I definitely would have, you know, like I said, had that conversation about his assets, made sure that we had enough coverage for him at the very minimum, 50000 100000 mm-hmm. and then 50000 and property damage for the other vehicle. And then I would have also made sure that he had uninsured motor vehicle coverage and underinsured motor vehicle coverage. And that is if someone hits him and runs or someone hits him and they only have state minimum coverage, right? And he's mm-hmm. now in the hospital. Right. But their insurance won't cover it. So now what? That, again, is optional insurance. But I highly, Mm -hmm. highly, highly recommend that insurance for all my clients because in the state of Georgia and the surrounding states, as high as one in five do not have adequate insurance or insured at all. And they're on the road. How much does something like that, like an underinsured, how much would that add to a policy? 
Right. So it really depends on something called an insurance score. So all insurance policies have to do with insurance scores. Mm -hmm. And so that has to do with your history of insurance, some credit score stuff goes in there. If, you know, for example, you've always paid your insurance on time, there's no net lapses in insurance. They look at several different things. They also look at your driving record and some other soft credit like I said, soft credit polls. So all of those are how we decide whether it's an auto insurance policy, renter's insurance, homeowner's insurance, or a business owner's policy, commercial insurance. Uh, We always are looking at that insurance score. So uh, again, it's, it's hard to say I would say it's cheaper than a, a Lamborghini or, (laughs) or, or, you know, someone's Land Rover. Uh, and of course, we always look to make sure that it's it's within the client's budget as well. I would say a couple hundred for, for each six months. We like 12-month mm-hmm. policies as well. So it'd be, I don't know, between three to 600, I say, would be a fair number to budget that. Okay, um, so six months or for a year? That is just for the uninsured motor vehicle yeah. coverage. Yeah. Right. So it, it's, it's, like, it's like for six months or a year for like $300, $600 per year adding that on? Correct. So I'd say you want to, again, it depends on the coverage though. Sure. So it depends on how much coverage they have, how old you are, you know, the youthful drivers often get a premium. So yeah, I'd say a young gal I know who um, is interning right now in cosmetology school, unfortunately her premium was about $350 a month just Mm -hmm. by herself. Right. So that's another benefit of either bundling, right? So your auto and your home policy or your auto and your renter's policy. Or if young Martin is still at home with his family, uh, living with his family, then that means that he can bundle his cars with his parents' auto policies and his parents' homes. So again, it, it really depends on what his situation looks like. But like I said, that is why a lot of times people will only get the state minimum because even then you're looking at $100 a month, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, minimum just for for the 50000 100000 And then comprehensive coverage is going to be probably another 100 200 per policy, so for six months. And then the collision is also going to be the, the bigger. I would say liability and collision coverage probably are the uh, cost the most. And then comprehensive and uninsured don't cost as much. Thinking about this, um, either next time I come by or, you know, for the full run, I should try to pull up a, a sample policy for you. Yeah. Maybe like a 25-year-old or something. So mm-hmm. that way there's something visual too that maybe we're looking at together or the people, you know, on YouTube or whatever are looking at together so that I do have some concrete or average numbers for you. But it, it, it widely differs. Oh, yeah. So for me, I have like um, 250500 So yeah, like half a million. Uh, but I only pay $120 a month, you know, mm-hmm. two drivers. Uh, but that's because I, I don't drive. So I have a low mileage discount, a low driving discount. I do have pretty good insurance score and no history of accidents or tickets. So it, it just really depends. It depends. I can imagine that. Yeah. yeah I, I've got my car insured. So if Godzilla comes to town, I'm mm-hmm. good. <laughs> and, yeah. And also, I know what kinds of cars are here in Atlanta. Uh, right. For those guys. Yeah. See, people buy, people drive a Bentley out here like a regular car. Bentley. Mm-hmm. And it, it just takes one oops. 
as their commuter vehicle, right? Exactly. I, just one. I find somebody's house. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. It's oh, it's man. terrifying, and that's why we also, you know, uh, recommend umbrella coverage. So that's on top of your home and auto. So you know, we're saying, you know, that Bentley's half a million. So it's half a million even enough, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, but that's why, like, you have your umbrella policy, your million dollar umbrella <laughs> policy. Which is like two hundred a month or two hundred a year, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. So twenty five thousand, it's it's six hundred, seven hundred. Uh, so tw- uh, twelve hundred a year. But you're telling me that a million dollars in umbrella policy is only two hundred dollars? It's like, yes, <laughs> it, it doesn't make much sense. Wow. <laughs> but insurance companies, like insurance companies, reward right people who have good insurance. Right. So it's almost the more you buy, the cheaper it is. So, I mean, we can get get into that too another day. Sorry, going back to young Martin's situation, um, this would be a comprehensive claim. So if he didn't have comprehensive insurance, liability limits don't really matter. He, he Yeah, he would basically have to pay out of pocket. But let's say he did have comprehensive coverage, right? So it protected theft, vandalism, all of that. At that point, he would have to look at his deductible, right? Mm-hmm. Is it $500? Is it $1,000? $1,500? Depending on his policy, he would basically pay the $500 and the insurance company would take care of the rest. And the uh, is how much he'd pay out of his pocket. Correct. Okay. So that that was decided you know, at the inception of his policy. You know, mm-hmm. When he got his driver's license and he decided this is what I want my insurance policy to look like. Okay. So hopefully that means, you know, he is only out $500 and then the insurance company gives him the 5500 and, you know, what other additional, you know, the glass damage. And while it's in there, if he had renters and uh, car rental insurance, which is honestly, I want to say $100 for six months or 12 months. Mm-hmm. So definitely worth it. And I, I recommend everyone to have that on there as well. He has his rental car, so he can still get to and from work. And hopefully replace his tools sooner than later. As soon as he can get them, as soon as he can get them delivered to him, right. he can get back to work. Luckily, now, let's, here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. we got a store here. We we got a couple of stores here, but we have one store here in particular, mm-hmm. um, Atlanta Barber and Beauty Supply down in the uh, Midtown area, and also right. up north in Lawrenceville, they have My Supply Guy. I mean, someone loses their someone loses their tool. There's a couple of stores right there which are barber centric, and they Perfect. they get the stuff replaced real fast. So. As soon as they have the funds to do so, they just go and hit one of those stores and get it done right there and there here in the Atlanta area. Exactly. There's more, there's barber supply stores starting to pop up in some other towns too. Uh, A couple in Florida I know about, one or two in Tennessee. So yeah, they they can get, they can get back to work really fast just as soon as I had their funds in their account. Exactly. So he's not having to wait until he can come up with the 6,000. He just needs to come up with, and usually even with a deductible, because comprehensive, you can go down to zero. A lot of places will do zero deductible comprehensive coverage. It'll be more expensive, of course. There's Mm -hmm. always that inverse relationship with the deductible and the premium. But let's say he, you know, had the foresight and said, I I want a $0 deductible because if, you know, the weather is damaging my car or something breaks my glass or someone steals all my stuff, that's not my fault. And I want to make sure all of that can be covered because I'm living paycheck to paycheck or, you know, I'm on, I'm on margin, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I I have a razor thin margin. So he said $0 deductible. At that point, uh, he's not out even the $500. He just has to make the claim. Mm-hmm. Insurance is all on good faith, so uh, um, they would basically write him the check for the full six thousand. 
and he wow. can get back to work. Yeah. Now, now, uh, are they actually writing a check? He's got to wait for the check to arrive, or are they depositing it straight to his account? Or uh, the, again, those are things that it, it'll depend on the carriers, depend on the insurance company. Is it in the middle of the week or did it happen on the weekend? But yeah, definitely he he would call his agent. They would walk him through the process and which would make the most sense for him. And I do believe most carriers can figure out a way to either uh, wire it to him. But default, unfortunately, banking and insurance, everything is snail mail, right? Yeah. So unless otherwise specified or you've given explicit per- permission uh, to the carrier, they will be send- mailing you a physical check. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah, so that's another, another thing to think about. Agent. All right. Yes, yes. Another and and uh, figure that stuff out. Okay. Exactly, but <laughs> let's say right. worst case scenario, right? Poor Martin. He lives out in the country, so you know, uh, getting and it's it's a holiday weekend. It's a long weekend. It's Christmas Eve, and so wow. he has to wait for the adjuster to come out. He has to wait, right, for the uh, check to arrive. He has to wait to get the car, and even then, there's a, a, a wait on getting the car replacement so he can start commuting back to work, right? Because every everyone's in town, and so there are no rental vehicles, and so now he's two, three weeks out of work. Right. Mm-hmm. While the car is in the shop and he's waiting for for the delivery of his equipment. Right. Let's say that happens. There are certain policies, especially if he were running it out of if he had his own business insurance policy or let's say he were one of those mobile van groomers or he was cutting hair out of his home. There is something called a business income insurance. So in these situations, if there's a covered peril. Um, so yeah, let's say, uh, the van where he cuts his hair was totaled, right? Mm -hmm. Someone else ran into it. And so it's an uninsured motor vehicle claim, but until he gets that check or until, until they, uh, replace the van or, or fix the van, he, he really has no way of making his money for two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. Or let's say there was a fire in the home, so he can't bring customers home and that's where he practices or, or if it's a brick and mortar. Same mm-hmm. situation. There's something called business income insurance. So if for a covered peril or one of these accidents or situations, he could uh, essentially get a portion of his income oh, wow. until, until yeah, until the harm is mitigated. So, uh, so that is a whole function of insurance, actually, that the whole purpose is to make sure that you could live your life as normally as possible, right? And so you can be made whole, financially whole again. So again, I, I think that's why it's so important to have conversations with your insurance agent so they know because you know if Martin is you know 19 years old and he has very little assets and he's not a business owner, he obviously doesn't need all that insurance, right? Right. right. Uh, if if it if it was uh, an owner with a string of a string of barber shops, uh, in those situations, we would definitely look at a business owner's policy, right? And that uh, that covers general liability. So again, you know, if if they were to get sued, how much how much insurance do we need? Legal protection do we need in terms of their properties? Then there's a commercial property insurance, and so either if they own their own brick and mortar storefronts, it's to protect that brick and mortar, or if they're leasing or renting a space, then that means you know their landlord is probably going to want to make sure that they have uh, <laughs> you know some kind of liability and property insurance. 
and uh, the commercial property insurance is also going to protect, like I said, the building, but also tools or any kind of inventory, uh, rarely, but maybe even some some cash on hand, um, depending on the policy. There, of course, a lot of these are tailored, so there might be different riders like cybersecurity protection. If if you're holding on to, if the business is holding on to a lot of the customer's private information. And like I mentioned earlier, it might be some of the business income insurance. You could really get into detail depending on how many, like I said, if he has many stores across the city, then he'd probably also want to look into different employee insurance options, right? So workers comp, E&O, or professional insurance, any kind of errors or omissions for his employees. Uh, so yeah, there are a lot of different ways to kind of mitigate risk if you're if you're a business owner. So if somebody wants to open up a shop, then uh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, a, but if you want to open whole... up a shop, let's just say it's you, then it looks different, right? right? You probably don't need yeah. workers comp. You probably don't need, you know, a hundred million in liability insurance. We're probably looking at more an artisan, barbershop, cosmetologist, and, and, and spa type insurance policies. And usually those start at a million. I'd mm-hmm. say those are uh, uh, pretty affordable as well. I want to say we see them as low as like fifty to a hundred dollars a month, up to yeah, a thousand, twelve hundred a year. Really? Yeah. For sure. So they're not very really bad, right? Right. If, if, if let's say like you only have your your own little booth, then it's just you, one employee in a little mm-hmm. booth. Yeah, it's it's not bad at all. So again, I would say everyone should talk to their insurance agents because everyone thinks that they hear a million, two million, three million, and they think it's going to be a lot. But a lot of the times it's very affordable, very, very affordable. One, and this is a national average, one insurance company, I pulled uh, some information here. Again, all of this depends on claims history, location, how many employees and stuff, but the average average for barbershops, and this is going to be those huge barbershops, you know, 20 people on the floor or just like one person, is 3135 a year or about $261 a month. That's not much. That's the average, right? And, and think about the protection much. you have, right? Think about the protection you have for that amount. Okay. So, and sometimes, like I said, if you have a lease or something, this might be obligatory. So that's another reason why you want an agent who can shop for you right. and find yeah, a reputable company who will pay out claims if push comes to shove, but also is giving you the protection. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, the, the rabbit holes interesting takedown is amazing. <laughs> I know. But that's oh why I goodness. love it. I love this yeah. industry so much. So uh, how'd you get into the industry? How did I get into the industry? So I started off in nonprofit and case management. So I helped. It was still homes, right? I, I helped families experiencing homelessness get in, into their homes, or I helped runaway, exploited, and vulnerable youth get back on their feet and get into housing as well. So housing and vulnerable populations has always been my uh, my passion, my vocation. And uh, due to the pandemic, a lot of the funds in the nonprofit industry dried up. So I threw my resume out there kind of to see what would come along when I moved to Atlanta. An insurance agent took interest. And at first I thought insurance, finance, you know, private industry. uh, I didn't think I would be too qualified. But the more we talked about it, the more it was very, very similar, Mm -hmm. right? The only difference is before... I was helping folks get their first job, their first home, their first car. But now I'm protecting those assets 
in the face of an accident or unforeseen catastrophe. So that's how I got into the insurance field, and I absolutely love it. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah. Man, we've been talking for quite a while. Like, I know. Fantastic. <laughs> I, you yeah. never told you I've been talking about insurance for this long. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> let me ask you, and if, you, if you could say one thing to a bunch of barbers mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, about industry or, or whatever, what would it be? What, what would be the one message you want to give barbers, period? Mm-hmm. In regards to insurance insurance life whatever oh just in general it could be that (laughs) i i would say yes whether you're a bar especially if you're a barber but regardless of who you are i'd say find an insurance agent you can trust find an insurance agent you can trust and build a relationship with that person Uh, another role that insurance agents play Uh, legally and just functionally is they are um, business advisors, right? Because in order for your uh, business to grow, you have to see and prevent risk, right? So whether you want to work for another business owner or you want to grow and eventually own your own business or multiple businesses, I'd say find an insurance agent who will help you grow, do it safely and do it affordably. You know, that brings up another great point. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's Chris Bosio with 245. I think it has the first words I've heard say it. Uh, he's talking about, uh, is it a marketing seminar? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not trying to find everybody. He says, I'm not everybody's barber. I mean, that's, right. I, I'm not going to cut everybody's hair. You know, right. They're going to drive with one another. So I'm just kind of going off with, with, with what he said there. I guess it'd be the same way as insurance agents. Absolutely. I would love to choose the right insurance agent. Exactly. I would love to speak everyone who's seeing this, but I might not be everyone's cup of tea. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd say definitely talk to several, talk to different insurance agents, ask your friends and family who they use, Uh, ask your mentors in the, in the barber industry who they use, and then find someone who you like and you know, and you're willing to have an ongoing relationship with. And uh, it's that way, if you have any question at any time, you know who to call, you know, when it comes to your insurance needs. So I, I would say, yeah, you, it, it, I don't have to be everyone's insurance agent, but I think every barber should have an insurance agent. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Ellen, I'm going to get wrapped up here a little quick here, but uh, how, how can people reach you if they want to ask you questions or talk to you about their, maybe get them, maybe have you look at their policies, see if they've been bamboozled or something like that. How do they find you? A social, phone, anything like that? Uh, Absolutely. There's several ways they can find me if they want to find me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. They can look me up by my email address on LinkedIn. It's my first name, Elena. So Echo Lima Lima. Echo November Alpha, period. Last name Park, like Piedmont Park, no S, at goosehead.com. So that's mm-hmm. Elena.park at goosehead.com. And they can also email me there. Another way they can reach me is by calling or texting me directly on my phone at 678-200-0562. And uh, yeah, I'd be more than happy to talk to them or to look at their policy if they email it my way and see how I can help. Okay. And if they want to find you on Instagram or Facebook, uh, are they looking anything specific? Like my state of cuts ATL, is there anything specific like a name that you're looking for or? Oh, yes. Mine is L Park 
um, Simpkins. So it's E-L-L-E, Park, and then Simpkins. Sierra, India, Mike, Kilo, India, November, Sierra. So Simpkins. Okay. And uh-huh. I'll, I'll make sure that, you know, your contact information or anything like that is, you know, anyone can find it right there in the description as well. So, right. And uh, you are, I mean, you and I are friends on there. So they can also see me on your social media, loving your posts and commenting uh, them. So if right, they want to reach so me, much. that's a great way for them to find me as well. Awesome. Awesome. Ellen, thanks for stopping by. I look forward to seeing you again real soon. Uh, this is, been way more than I would have ever, ever expected to talk about insurance, but wow, <laughs> what an important part of our of our life here. So now, thank you so much for this awesomeness. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. Anytime. That's it for today's episode of Beyond the Barber's Chair. I put links for my guests and for anything we discussed in the description. I hope you got something great and that it helps you as a barber and in life. If you like the podcast, I hope that you will tell a friend about it and subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming shows. I'll see you next time as we go beyond the barber's chair.